I'm Wayne, and this is my... Hang on a minute. Says are ya? Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone? Hello, Wayne. It's Uncle Steve. Welcome to my world. I? I think we need to let people know that the show is starting... Right. Now. Oh, yeah. Right. Welcome to episode 49 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I have a very, very special episode of The Zone ready for you, as a matter of fact. I don't think I've been this excited for you to hear one of my episodes in a little while. This one has been a long time coming, and I've been sitting on it for a few months as it is. But I think that since Christmas is in just a few days... I think it's time that you get this wonderful Christmas gift that I have wrapped up right here just for you. Let me thank everybody who shared Ranking Maiden, Song 3 Edition, Part 4. Now, I'm trying to come up with a name for this little segment, something that would have an Iron Maiden tie-in, preferably. So, if you have any ideas, email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Now, the episode that I just mentioned was retweeted on Twitter by the following wonderful people. Well, not including the first one. The Weekend Warrior. <laughs> no, he's a wonderful person. He's Georgie's dad. He's Sonya's husband. He's got to be a wonderful guy, right? Steve Ritchie in Wellham Green, UK. Andy in Falkirk, UK. Luis Mariano in Venezuela. The Liverpool Scousers, Don McIntyre and Stephanie Jane Gray. Alan Bell, the Scotsman in England. And the Metal Chat Podcast with Melissa. It was also shared on Facebook by the following people. 
the Liverpool Scousers, Michael Blair from Grandview, Texas, and Melissa in Boston. So thank you to each and every one of you. All right. I know you are itching to see just what your gift is here. You're ready to rip the wrapping paper off. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I'm doing a very special Iron Maiden story today. I've had many people on the podcast to tell their story, but I've yet to have someone that is a celebrity until now. Well, he's a celebrity in my eyes a bit. I mean, wait, he's a podcaster and I'm a podcaster and I'm not a celebrity. Okay, forget what I just said. This week, I've got a podcaster on the show. He is an Iron Maiden fan as well. And his podcast started really close to the same time that mine did. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you are are sitting down. I've got the man behind Wimp, better known as Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, the star of the show. No, it's not Trevor. He was busy. Uh, That was a dream, too, so... I have Wayne here. Wayne, how are you doing today? Hello, Uncle Steve. Uh, this is str- a bit strange. Oh, Wayne. Is this a dream? No. No. <laughs> okay. Let me be honest with everybody here. I have the man behind Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. I have Paul here. Paul, how are you doing, sir? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very sorry about the uh, interruption by Wayne there, and uh, I'm very <laughs> flattered, flattered by your own scream at the end. That's uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't planning that. That was that was unscripted, just for those out there that are listening. <laughs> oh man! Well, hey man, I'm really, really glad to have you. I appreciate you taking the time to come on today. No, no, thank you for having me. Um, obviously, uh, we're both well aware of what we both do, and um, I've listened to several of your uh, interactions with other fans already, and obviously I'm, I've seen the feedback and um, grateful that I can be part of it as well because you've covered so many different stories, different people, backgrounds, and, um, yeah, I, I, hopefully I can sort of compete with some of those diehard fans and uh, offer something different as well. Yeah, I really do. I was, I was kind of hoping you were going to apologise for the hate mail you've been to me but uh that's yeah that's okay that's cool <laughs> okay well i know we've you know and uh everybody that listens to me i think knows that i uh, you know kind of chat with people just to kind of get to know them a little bit and make sure you know make sure we have some camaraderie and that, that the conversation is real so um but I'll, i'm gonna kind of i haven't told you anything that i'm about to say here so uh Uh-oh. and i'm gonna i'm gonna use an english term right in the beginning of this uh mm. straight away <laughs> I found your show uh, when you f- pretty much when you first started because I had uh, been listening to 
Talking Maiden. And I remember right away, I, I said, oh, cool, another Iron Maiden podcast, you know, because of Talking Maiden. Because at that time, I was still uh, Uncle Steve's rock and metal zone. And I remember that you came on with, hello, I'm Wayne. And I immediately, I got this big smile on my face. I was like, okay, he's a British guy. And I didn't know what to make of it just from the very first few words. I'm like, okay. And he's given this take on Iron Maiden. I thought, but he sounds pretty serious. This doesn't sound like, I mean, I've been listening to Talking Maiden. This doesn't sound like what I'm thinking. And uh, so I listened and I, I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but I was definitely intrigued. And the next episode you did, uh, you mentioned something along the lines of somebody saying that it was comedy. And you were like, I don't understand why they would call it comedy. And then I thought, okay, he's doing a spoof or he's, uh, or he's doing a character or he's just, or he's, you know, giving a goofy take on his thoughts or, and ever since then I've been along for the ride and all the different characters, you know, the Paul Diano and Adrian Smith and Dennis Stratton and, um, but uh, when we first talked, um, you know, you told me or you chat. We've been, you know, we've been emailing each other back and forth for a good bit, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, working on this and doing the, you know, Trevor's dream and things like that, which was a, which was really honest. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious, and I still laugh every time I hear it. Um, it was very good. Yeah, very good that one. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you this, but when I when I played it for my daughter, I walked in a room and I'm like, hey. Uh, Hey, I want you to hear something. And she, I just got home from work and she was just waking up to go to school. So she's half asleep kind of, and she looks at it. She sees that it says Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. I go, Hey, I want you to hear this. And so I hit play and you know, the music starts and she doesn't think anything. And then she hears <laughs> me come in and she's like going, what? <laughs> you know, it was really funny. And I had one person that I, that listened to it. And they told me when they said, when you started talking, I had to, check and make sure i was listening to the right show i thought that i must have turned yours on instead of his i thought that was great yeah i think confused a few people but he was yeah it was excellent and i'm really thankful that you know you got involved in that because it it really sort of added something to to that whole sequence and uh i mean trevor does have that effect on people um i think uh yeah people want to hear more from him but I'm, i'm sorry that he's not here i'm sorry that you've got me um and i'm sorry if anyone actually thought wayne was was actually anything other than the character that's a bit of a bombshell maybe um so. <laughs> that's why i told him to sit down <laughs> yeah yeah that's it but uh yeah no i'm, I'm grateful that you've, you've listened since then um likewise i've listened to you know, most of your shows um a lot of them it, it's about having the time for me um because sure um, but yeah, the Iron Maiden ones, I've listened to most of the, the stories and um, certainly some of the ones, because you covered the albums as well, of course, and, and Bruce. But uh, yeah, as I say, it's, it's great to be involved and uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing a bit more about me. Yeah. Not yeah. Wayne. But yeah, we'll talk about Wayne as well, I'm sure. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I, I've had a complete brain freeze here for a second <laughs> but yeah I, I'm, I was I was happy to be involved on your show and it's been fun for me personally and I and I know we've talked about it we've enjoyed it it's been fun interacting the shows and kind of intertwining a little bit and um, the thing that I've told people whenever we chat about it I'll say I'll say I'm not I have nothing to do with Wayne's show but I like to pretend that I do <laughs> so 
Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I think one of the first interactions we had, you, you you commented about it, and I wasn't sure if you were being serious or not. And I thought, is he playing along or is he genuinely asking that question? And that that's a, a problem I have with a lot of people. I think <laughs> perhaps perhaps that's why. Um, yeah, I'm not sure when people do interact, uh, but I've got to know a lot of people through your show as well. Uh, we we share quite a few listeners, and it's great to have those conversations and oh, those yeah. poll those polls you do uh, are really great and you know some of those questions you've asked recently are, are really hard um that's, a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, no that's, that's what it's all about yeah, yeah. It's, it's about interaction that's what your show does more than mine is is you have that interaction these fan stories people share them comment and um there's there's a good community that you know let, let's face it you've you've built really around around the show so that's that's excellent and um we've talked about um i maiden a bit up to now and obviously we'd, we'd have to talk about talking maiden uh the other yeah i maiden podcast and yeah i think um there's there's certainly um what what i think both of ours do is offer something a little bit different to the expected and and that's what makes people listen i hope <laughs> oh yeah yeah i agree it's it's kind of hard to to come on and think that you're going to do a podcast that, and add something that talking maiden as far as going from a statistical historical i mean they've covered everything i mean obviously they're certain you know they didn't do all the live albums or anything, but you go and listen to their episodes about an album and he talks about the recording of the album he talks about what was going on in the band's history and i'm and mm-hmm. me i love hearing it but i just think time-wise and personality-wise that's just not what i want to go for yeah yeah and but yeah, I loved. I like chatting with people. I, I said that on the episode that came out earlier. I, I just I didn't expect. I feel like I've made friends with a lot of people, and it's really. I wanted to kind of create a community of people that. This is kind of selfish, but mm-hmm. I wanted to create a community of people that all like the same music I do. You know, because yeah. that way, when I'm talking to someone, they're not going to start talking about um, uh, a band, say like uh, Motley Crue. They're not going to want to go into a big. Oh yeah, you know, I, I just. I'm like, okay, I like a little bit, but I want to talk about bands that I like. And mm. and I don't know that all Iron Maiden fans like Alice in Chains or all Iron Maiden fans like um, well, Wasp, things like, you know. And you know, so it's, 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 it's definitely been an exciting and fun thing for me. And, and, and being that we came along at the same time, you know, we, we release our episodes on the same day. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's always fun. It's always fun for me because I'll get on my little Apple thing on my phone when I go to work uh, on Monday evenings, your okay. podcast is out. It's already out because because <laughs> right. you're six hours ahead of me. So then right. mine comes out, and they're always sitting right at the top next to each other. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that is good. And as we've said before, we're not. It's not like we're rivals or competition. I mean, of course, we both do a similar thing, but yeah, they're quite sure. different. Um, I'm sure we have shared listeners, and and some who listen to one and not the other. Um, but as I say, it, it's definitely there's a place for both um and uh yeah i think when when i first was aware of you coming out on the same day um yeah i wasn't sure about that i was thinking oh no <laughs> should should i uh, adjust my day so we're not sort of directly competing um and of course we, as you say we both came out in february um uh-huh. and that that was there was a lot of people saying oh podcasting no one's listening now because it was just going into this coronavirus where people weren't commuting as much or going to the yeah. gym everyone's saying our oh, podcast listens are down but I've actually, well, we didn't have that sort of prior year, I guess, to sort of compare to. But um, I think, well, 
I, I haven't found that. I've luckily found that listeners have grown over that time. But also, a lot of people are now. There's more people doing podcasts because they're not doing their traditional roles, especially in entertainment. So people can't film a TV show because they can't have all the crew together. Yeah. Or they can't do a stand-up comedy gig, so they're doing podcasts. So actually, there's more competition. And I think, I don't know, I think those stats have changed. But yeah, it was interesting that when we started, well, certainly for me, it was almost like it was not the great time to do it because our oh, people are, are, are bored of podcasts. But actually, recently, I think there seems to be, well, yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't <laughs> breathe for podcasts that are, and choices. And so, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm glad that we're well. We're stuck at it, and that's for me as a creative person. Sticking at something is is a key thing. And if I wasn't enjoying it, then I, then I wouldn't still be doing it. And there's a list, at least if there's one listener, that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you know starting, and I didn't even, have even, even if it's just you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and you each have one listener. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. a, we're talking to the entire audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a unique perspective. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that, and starting just, uh, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too heavy, heavy into the podcast talk, but I know people yeah. are really going to be interested because if they listen to me and if they listen to you, they, of course me, they, they know me a lot more than they know you at this point because, yeah. um, but I, I remember one of the things that I read when I was getting started on my podcast was most podcasts, um, if they get to the seventh or eighth episode, most of them die before that. They get seven or eight episodes in and they just stop. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> and so for me, when I started, I remember thinking that was my goal. I've got to get past seven or eight. I've got to because I don't know about you, but I've been uh, talking and thinking about doing a podcast for probably – for me, it's been probably six or seven years that I've thought about it. And I could go all the way back to my – uh, middle school days from when I was 12 or 13, maybe, maybe the beginning of high school where I loved music so much and I wanted to be in, I, I knew I would, I, don't, I think I knew I wasn't going to be a musician, but I always thought I'd like to be on the radio and talk to people. And, um, yeah. and so it's been, I've had a certain desire to communicate with people in one form or another for gosh, most of my life. And so I really, it was a really big thing when I, when I finally got through the hurdles of, because when I, when I thought I was going to start, it was like, okay, it was a big deal because I was like, okay, now I'm actually going to start. What's my, uh, where am I going to start at? Okay, okay well, wh what's the name of my podcast going to be? And it was a whole lot more stressful thinking about that than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm probably the opposite. Uh, I had the idea to do the podcast the night before it came out, I think. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the, the first episode was was just seen as a, an in-joke between a few people, and then I popped it on Mixcloud, and then it suddenly got all these listens, and, and I thought, That's interesting. I wonder if I could take it further. Uh, and that, that now here I am. But um, yeah, yeah, my background, I mean, I have done community radio. Um, I've done a few online radio slots with pre-recorded MP3s. Um, I've done a bit of stage stuff um, with acting and performing but nothing you know nothing grand but yeah i've never thought about doing a podcast um i remember i was aware of podcasts some years ago when they seemed to be quite fashionable um maybe when they sure. first started i don't know that could have been over five years ago now i don't know but um never thought about it but then i realized how simple it was to sort of if you've got the equipment how easy it was to put together and, and, and get it out there and then yeah <laughs> as i say here i am seven months later yeah yeah and i mean <clears throat> It's a, it's a great source of entertainment. It's like 
like I said, I, there was one day, and I, I probably told the story on my show, but I don't know. I, I mean, I have to say it for clarity's sake here. One time I was, you know, my daughter, it's not like she listens to your show all the time, but every now and then I'll play it for her. And she, you know, she gets a kick out of it because the accents <laughs> and it's different for her because in America, <laughs> we just hear these voices like mine that, mm. you know, sound. I don't know. I don't know if, if someone from your side of the world hears different American accents and goes, OK, well, like when you hear Melissa and you go, oh, there, mm. she's got kind of a, a, a what we call a Yankee accent. Like, well, <laughs> OK, she's from Boston. So and New York and Boston are rivals in sports. So maybe she wouldn't want me to say Yankee, but she's got a, you know, an accent from like, she'll go, Oh, let me go get the keys to the car instead of the car. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if people notice the different accents like that. And to me, I have this kind of drawl Southern, uh, you know, I'm yeah. in the lower half of the United States. And, and so when she hears you and she laughs, but one day she comes up to me and she's just like, hello, I'm Wayne. And this is my on maiden podcast. And I've heard her say that so many times, you know, she does it every now and then it just cracks me up. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy your show. I, I've said many times to you via Twitter and I'll say it here. Uh, I, I think the ideas are pretty genius because just listening and I'm like my show, I, I write up a list of questions that are pretty simple. And, and then it's just a matter of being able to, converse with somebody and yours i'm like uh you know you're having to have different ideas and you know with the different you know with paul diano and time travel and just so many weird <laughs> things that you've done and i'm just like it's so creative i really i admire it well yeah it's very kind of you to say so i mean i like i like to think it's unique i mean uh, well when i started and i know you don't want to get into the um the podcast so much perhaps but um yeah when i started i, I didn't really know where it was going um it's just one of those things that has just progressed and it's, it's just with anything creative i think you can just something can just hit you and then it's just advancing on it and, and, and working on it the paul diano time travel thing just came from a childish misconception of lyrics and and uh, you know silly yeah. note but again that will come with with my background i suppose but um yeah it sort of made sense from the angle of wayne um obviously it makes no sense in the real world um <laughs> yeah. but yeah it, it and it's the same with Adrian's fishing book that I, that, that to me was great material to use and, and jump on and, and it, just little things like that. It's, it's just taking things to a slightly different level and perspective, um, but also keeping a few facts and hopefully some observation that is interesting and people can agree with as well um, without it being too weird. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> My daughter just came upstairs and she popped her head around the corner and all she went, she goes, I, <laughs> so yeah, she's picked that, that's another thing she's picked up yeah two, a two-letter catchphrase that's <laughs> yeah yeah oh Maybe. man okay well um so i'll give you a chance to sit here and give a little i know you've already said some things about yourself but um i, I try to always tell people you know because i've had a lot of people say oh well i don't know if, if my story is very unique because i think when people heard uh james from new zealand and how he talked about um interviewing Dave Murray for a college radio station. And I've had people say, well, I've never interviewed a guy from Iron Maiden and I've never yeah. done this or that. And I said, listen, I said, all of our stories are unique because there's only one you in the world. There's only one me in the world. So even though, and it might be boring to me how I got into Iron Maiden, but I think it's the same as if you, you know, if you ever meet somebody somewhere, if you see someone out and they're wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, you can, you can go walk right up and just start talking to them. And, and say, oh, yeah, yeah, how long have you been into Maiden? And then they, oh, yeah, man, I was 
12 years old and I got, and it's always interesting. We can all relate on some level because at some point we all were not Iron Maiden fans and didn't know who they were. And then a day later or an hour later, we knew who Iron Maiden was and we were excited or whatever. So, um, yeah. Oh, but, but I think, uh, our journeys were all different and they all have a different beginning, middle and end and which they haven't ended, I guess. But, um, what, you know, whenever me and you started chatting about doing this, because, because, uh, Wayne, you know, and you kind of told me, Hey, this is Wayne is a character. It's not totally, you know, it, there, you said there's parts of me in it. There's, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and so we, we kind of were just discussing how to do it. If we wanted to do it where you were just coming on my show and hello, you know, doing Wayne, <laughs> so, um, but you know, and you said, Hey, I want, and I'd like to just talk instead of it being like that. And I said, okay, cool. I, I think it's even more interesting. So, if you will, I say yes. all that, all that to say this, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone got into Iron Maiden more recently the way you did. And overall, I'm really looking forward to hearing you tell this story. Cause when you sent it all to me, I thought it was really cool. And it's a, everyone's is different. And yours is, I bet you there's nobody else that has the exact <laughs> same story. Like yours is going to, when, when we get further along, but if you will yeah. kind of just tell, tell them, Tell everybody about yourself a little bit, who you are and whatever. I know okay. it's a weird perspective because <laughs> you already have a show and people know Wayne. So go ahead. Yeah, sure. So as I've uh, explained, as Steve's uh, uncle Steve, sorry, has explained, uh, yeah, I'm actually Paul um, and I do, I write the podcast. I am the voice of Wayne and some of the story of Wayne relates to my own, uh, as in I was a young boy in the 1980s and I got into Iron Maiden. At that point, and like Wayne, I was probably the only person in school uh, who liked Iron Maiden. So um, some of those anecdotes or memories or weird tales that Wayne has are slightly related to experiences I had. Um, But yeah, I'll I'll go back to the beginning. So I was weirdly, I was only five years old when The Number of the Beast came out and my dad brought it home. And I just, uh, well, I can't remember the exact uh, circumstances because obviously I was very young and it's a long time ago but I was quite I don't know entranced by this this sleeve um, and, and the music so I don't know how how a five-year-old would react to music really um, <laughs> yeah. I know I had a few seven-inch singles um, probably from the previous Christmas uh, things like Adam and the Ants the Human League uh, probably uh, luckily they were novelty singles I'm, I'm quite proud to admit they were quite credible I guess yeah. um, but the uh, um yeah number of the beast was something completely different i don't think i'd heard run to the hills in advance even though that would have been a single Uh, i don't recall that um but yeah that that sleeve the number of the beast i think it scared james from new New zealand didn't it that one yes Um, but yeah i was five so i probably was a bit perturbed by it. it was quite different but my dad had a lot of rock albums and i remember being very scared of a ted nugent sleeve actually (laughs) <laughs> um, and I looked at it the other day and I thought, it's not that scary. I think it's one where he's sort of screaming. It's like a red cover. I can't, I don't know what the album is. Okay. Um, that's, uh, yeah. So, and I remember some other weird album covers. Yeah. He had King Crimson's debut. That's got a big face on it. Um, yeah. So, so I was quite, I, perhaps I was quite exposed to this weird rock cover, um, with his vinyl collection. And yeah, anyway, he brought the number of the beast home, put it on. I loved it. And he just said, oh, you can have it. I mean, obviously technically it was still his because he lived in the house so uh, yeah. <laughs> but to yeah. me that was like the first album that i owned was the number of the beast and um yeah I, like probably a lot of people on the show or iron maiden fans i yeah i absorbed it i read the lyrics listened to the 
the music, would look at the sort of snapshots on the other side of, of the inner sleeve. Um, everything about it was was great. Um, so yeah, I'd sort of mime along, pretending I was in the band when I listened to it, all <laughs> yeah, those of sort of things. Um, I think I probably liked Bruce Dickinson the most. Uh, I think there was something about wanting to be a singer that, that took me on props later in life when I actually did sing a bit and performed. But um, yeah, that that age, I was probably more of a, a choir boy style singer, so <laughs> probably not quite... <laughs> I made a level of, of rockness. But uh, yeah. after that, yeah, I think I remember buying the Peace of Mind album. I bought that myself. I remember going to the shop and it was a Boots Chemist, which is like a chain of, I guess, you, do you call them drugstores in America? I don't know. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, strangely, they sold records in those days and I'm sure I'm sure it was in Boots. Um, so yeah, I remember buying that and I remember, again, the same experience. This was a gatefold sleeve um, and, yeah, same sort of thing blown away by the music and uh ended up joining the fan club so yeah at that stage ooh, oh wow at six or seven and i don't know if were you in the fan club I, I, i'm not sure if you were i i actually <laughs> am currently in the fan club <laughs> i joined it recently in the last few months yeah i'm sure it's quite quite different today with the internet um yeah. but the at that point i think there was maybe it was a quarterly little fancy well it wasn't fancy it was an official like little magazine brochure thing which had information about what they were doing uh, which at the time would have been probably touring of course um so yeah lots of photos and again even though i could read well i probably absorbed the photographs more than the words because i remember being surprised to see power slave in a record shop it was almost like oh i didn't know this had come out but then i would have been about seven so it's not like (laughs) (laughs) yeah actively expected to know when they released an album but they would have mentioned it in those fanzines uh, sorry i keep calling them fanzines the fan club okay. magazine that's okay whatever <laughs> yeah i mean i think in those days there was a badge and a few other things and i think you got a christmas card in fact yeah you did i remember getting christmas cards yeah. um i was in yeah in the fan club for a fair few years and then um so eventually i got power slave so yeah i'm, I'm pretty much just going through the albums here aren't i yeah, but then yeah. i actually first saw them live uh, on the somewhere on tour uh, that was halloween uh, 1986 and it was at the birmingham odeon which well i guess you'd have heard of the hammersmith odeon they it was like a chain of former oh, cinemas yeah. they're, they're all cinemas again now i think but oh. um they were they were old-fashioned cinemas that were made as gig venues so i saw them on that tour which um i mean being nine again i don't have particular memories of it i remember dressing up i had i think i had the aces high t-shirt um and i wore embarrassingly i wore a very wayne denim waistcoat type thing with patches on and stood studied so yeah i I was um i I looked the part or so i thought but i was nine and probably got a lot of sympathetic cute r's than rather than yeah 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 that's funny though it's i mean that's not it's not funny per se but it's really cool because so you literally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to backtrack here a little bit because yeah. you, you said a lot there. So you really heard the number of the beast somewhere around 1982. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if my dad bought it home the same week it came out. I mean, it could have been, but somewhere in that range though, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like you heard it. Like I heard the number of the beast probably in 1986 or 87 when, yeah. And okay. Now I, so I'm going to go back here. So your dad, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Was your yeah. dad, did he, was he still an Iron Maiden fan as you were moving along with it too? Or was it just kind of, he bought it and that really wasn't for him. And he, 
I'm curious no, he, to know about that. No, he was. I mean, he didn't have the first two albums. Um, that was the first album he had, as far as I'm aware. Um, okay. He was in, as I say, mainly it was, I mean, I've, I've occasionally look at his record collection now. He, it tended to be 70s rock. Um, he would be, well, he sort of grew up more in the 60s. So he, he went from Rolling Stones to hard rock or classic rock, as we now call it. Um, and then because we were from the Midlands, West Midlands um, in England, that's where Black Sabbath were from, Led Zeppelin. So those bands were quite important to that region anyway. Sure. So he would have been into that. Uh, I think he got into more prog rock as as the decade went on. Um as a teenager, I wished he had got more into punk and post-punk, <laughs> but he, <laughs> he, he, I think he was quite loyal and would still listen to Jethro Tull even in the last <laughs> 20 years. He, he'd still go and see them and stuff. But Iron Maiden, he he did carry on, and it was I went with him to the the show, um, the Birmingham Odeon in 1986, so he was still into them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'd sort of share that that interest and... But again, being nine at the time, I don't know how detailed those chats were. I probably just like drew pictures of the band or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rather than have detailed discussion about the solos and, and things like that. I probably sure. just like, like the sound of things. And I had video pieces, which had the, the videos uh, from that time. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'd watch that loads, probably <laughs> wore it out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, so the 80s, that was pretty much my period of Iron Maiden. Um, I was actually at the Maiden England show in Birmingham. Oh, cool. 1988. I think they recorded it the night before I went, the, the main uh, part. But I, I believe they say it was recorded on both nights. Okay, but okay. I, I don't know. How big of a venue is that? Well, that was the NEC, which was more like an arena. So the Birmingham Odeon, I don't know the capacities, but that's quite a step up from the Birmingham Odeon. But then okay. they were playing They were playing arenas before somewhere, the Somewhere on Time album. So I don't know. I, I've, I vaguely remember a story that Bruce Dickinson said they would never play the NEC um, because they didn't like, I don't know why they didn't like it. I don't, I, I'd have to look that up actually. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where they were still playing the Odeon and, and venues like that. But they must have, uh, maybe the Odeon closed or, or went back to being a cinema or something. But at that time there weren't maybe the venues in Birmingham uh, that there are now. Um, I think at, at one point Wolverhampton, which is also in the Midlands had, the Civic Hall, which was probably more attractive than a lot of the smaller Birmingham venues. But anyway, I'm digressing there. But um, yeah, they played the NEC and they filmed it, the Maiden England. Okay. So, and I was actually quite close. There, were, I saw a camera just to my left. I was in row F, so sixth from the front. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was a great, I was on the Dave Murray awesome. side. The Dave Murray side really of the stage. Cool. So I, I was 11 then, so I've got a few more memories about that. Yeah. But of, of course, they're almost... I won't say clouded, but they've been taken over by what I've seen on the Made in England video, which I would have watched again and again, probably. Yeah. Wow. Well, so. Um, well, I, I think that's uh, I think that's really cool because you have that with your dad. I mean, that's a your dad is the one who introduced you to Iron Maiden, and I'm sure that over the years, that's a, that's a. I mean, sometimes people struggle to have a real good. You know, I mean, our parents are our parents, but. You, it's it's hard to have a bond with your parents sometimes it's more than kid to parent and hey you need to make better grades hey you shouldn't have done that you're going to be punished it's it's cool to have something to really bond over that's not just the normal and music is great i think that's that's really did that carry on through, uh has that carried on through your whole life with your dad or just out of curiosity uh not so much um the um 
I mean, the next the next chapter of Iron Maiden and me, um, that the sort of the nineties, if you like. Obviously, I was becoming a teenager, so your attitudes change. There was a bit of a, a bit of a gap between releases with Iron Maiden, um, and two years when you're uh, approaching your teens is a long time. Oh you're, yeah, changing schools, influences, and all that sort of thing. So yeah, my dad has, has my dad has stuck with that rock. Um, outlook and most of his purchases in the last 20 years might still be those same bands that are still releasing things they're now as old as he is sort of thing um, yeah that's still going um but yeah he, he's branched down he does listen to some more modern stuff but again it's more along the lines of rock or maybe a bit folky but um sure but, but yeah when we understand chat, that chatted, it's generally we'll, we'll sort of about music and uh but yeah, music and to him, music and football are, are probably his his main things. And gigs was a big thing for him. So yeah, like my mom, she was more in, at the time. Uh, then she was probably, I mean, she had like records by Cliff Richard and um, Emily Cliff Harris. Richard, Emily Harris. Uh, yeah, uh, so maybe more poppy, more mainstream. But then they would occasionally. Um, have a sort of meet in the middle with Blondie, the Pretenders, um, sure. Tom, Tom Petty, people like that. Yeah. So there's a lot, of, there was a lot of music around for me to sort of listen to, which is, which is, which is great. Um, I know they went to see ACDC with Bon Scott. Um, oh wow! So, so, so there were some rock influences. Um, so yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I didn't go with them. That would have been <laughs> probably been like two or <laughs> probably the babysitter <laughs> in for that. <laughs> Did your mom watch Top of the Pops whenever? Because didn't you say Cliff Richard was on before Iron Maiden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on that episode, wasn't he? When they did Running Free, but yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't remember that. Would I would have been two or three then? Ah, um, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, she, she may have done, um, but yeah, the the charts and Top of the Pops they were big things. We, you know, that was the thing to do. Well, certainly for our household, Sunday night was the top forty. Thursday night was Top of the Pops. So I may have seen Run to the Hills or heard it before i heard the album but i wouldn't remember for sure okay Um, okay that's really cool though i mean it's like for me i got into music generally because i had a i had a cousin i mean i listened to certain back in the 80s you know there was things that were getting really popular at least over here in the states we had stuff like quiet riot and um, twisted sister and it was a not that they were pop music but they had a lot of uh, they were very accessible, kind of like Running Free is. It's it's a rock song, but it's it's got a catchy chorus and all that. And but I had I didn't have my parents. My parents grew up like they loved you know at least back in the sixties and or I guess seventies loved like Led Zeppelin and things like that. So mm-hmm. I come from a rock perspective as far as family wise. No one in my family they, they were rock for the most part. They would listen to some kind of. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it folk music or things like, I don't know if you'd be familiar with someone named like a, one that I know my mom always listens to was like the guy named Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, right. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't know that name. He was kind of, um, I don't know how, maybe something along also the lines of maybe like Crosby stills Nash a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of acoustic-y and not having a lot, you know, drums and things, like, but you know, stuff like that. And so it, it's, yeah, I digress there, but <laughs> but my parents didn't get me. I think that's really a neat. I think that's a really neat thing to have that that you're. Um, that's what Kirsty. Whenever I talked to her from Australia, she said mm-hmm. she bought something for her dad, and then her dad introduced her and said, "Hey, you need to hear this song." Then Trooper, and she played. I was like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, so, no, that's um, it. Yeah, it's it's funny what <clears throat> sub- subconsciously we we are inspired by or or know from our roots and upbringing it's as yeah. i say i may i may have heard some brilliant music that i, I probably i'm not aware of even now because of their, their record collection um yeah 
Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So you hear, and this, this is probably a difficult question to ask someone who heard it when they were five, but, <laughs> yeah. or well, how about, how about I'll just, I'll, I'll say it a little differently. As you were young and you heard the number of the beast and you heard peace of mind and power slave, was there one song out of all of those that are off the number of the beast when you heard it? Was there just something that you heard that pulled you close harder? Like he's like, Oh, I really like this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I probably didn't appreciate the full extent of hallowed be thy name at that age. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I probably would have preferred run to the hills cause it had a catchy chorus. Um, okay. And I, again, I would have, probably liked invaders just because it started the album and um i mean i have covered this i have covered this album on my show as wayne um so i can't remember any specific things he spoke about that are relevant (laughs) yeah because i was five um or or maybe six um yeah i can't i can't really say there was a song well from any of those albums i think i probably just loved it all um yeah yeah to be honest it, it was just the whole experience um I think I probably like the singles more at that, that stage just because they were catchier. And, and you're young. Yeah, yeah so. sing, along, sing along to them more. Um, and you're listening to vinyl, correct? Yeah, that's it. I had, had all these on record. Uh, I think my dad actually copied Live After Death and Somewhere in Time, Don't Tell the Police. But yeah, I've got those on <laughs> cassette. But then I did buy Seventh Son on vinyl as well. Okay. Um, so yeah i had and then oh yeah we haven't gone in back to paul diano have we I, I don't know what point i would have bought killers and iron maiden but that would have happened probably before some uh yeah probably would have happened before seventh son anyway um but okay. like you like you've said i think i may have heard phantom of the opera on live after death before but i'm not 100 percent sure on the timeline there right right that's so do you and i know that it's weird because being so young. So do you, do you have any recollection at all of when you first heard Paul, like heard the voice and, saw it and just thought, well, this guy is not that guy. Yeah. Well, again, with not knowing the order that I did things in exactly, I, I think, and having said earlier that it was probably Bruce that I was most, I don't know, attracted to, if you like, cause he was the vocalist. He was the, the center of attention, the front man. Um, as I said, I probably couldn't appreciate what Steve was doing on the bass. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, listening to Paul Diano, obviously quite different. But I think weirdly, what I liked about those albums as a child was the fact that on the back of the cover was actually a picture of them performing live, whereas yeah. on the others, it was an extension of the artwork on the front cover. Right. And, and so seeing that, because I've only seen... Well, I hadn't seen them live probably at that point anyway. I'd only got, I'd seen them like sat at a table eating a roast dinner in the peace of mind <laughs> gatefold or right, uh, right, right. posing for pictures. The actual the image of them performing at these interesting looking venues, because of course on the back of the Iron Maiden album, it would have been a probably a club or something um, right, with right. the old Ed, Eddie the Head in the background. And then um, Killers was a bit more, might have been the Rainbow. I can't remember if uh, that was the image, but it was that tour. So it looked a bit more... I don't know, grand, I guess. So just seeing, I don't know, that, that to a child, especially if I was miming along like, like an idiot, it probably made it more real. And I think at one point I was listening to those albums more than the ones with Bruce on. Um, okay. So, I, I, so that, that has, you know, for that reason, I, I have, uh, they're they quite special to me, those albums. They're, they're quite, I, I, I quite happily listen to those, you know, oh, at yeah. any time, I think. Um, Whereas some of the others, I might have to be a bit more selective. Um, I, I think there's an element of having overplayed them a bit <laughs> during that period as well. Oh, sure, um, sure. But um, definitely, uh, yeah, all of the 80s albums, um, that that was uh, my period of I main, really. Um, 
I mean, have you got? I mean, I don't want to just sort of carry on, but have you got any more? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, on I'll, that point. <laughs> yeah, if you if you say anything, I'll we'll, I'll yeah, either yeah. I'll either reel it back to a certain point or whatever. If if you yeah. answer a qu- some of the things like you said, you've already said when you first saw them in, on tour, oh, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really a, that's a good tour to have seen them on because there's not a yeah. ton of footage out there of it either. So no, that's it. I mean, the, the only things I can remember, I remember they were supported by Empire, which was Paul Sampson's band. Oh, okay. But, but I think in my head at the time, I thought Paul Sampson was Paul Diano, and I, I think I got mixed up. And <laughs> for, for a long time, I thought, oh, I saw Paul Diano's Empire support i mean and then it was only recently that i looked it up and oh no it's paul samson it, it was ah, that's, not that's him pretty at all. interesting um but i remember at that point people weren't as bothered about the support act and i was allowed to sit on the back of the chair with my feet <laughs> on the chair yeah yeah but then ju- during i mean i was allowed to stand on the chair because <laughs> i was <laughs> obviously a bit shorter than everyone else um and yeah th- that that gig again I, some of it's lost in memory a bit but i had oh, the program sure. so you know i knew about the jacket that bruce wore that sort of weird thing with the fiber optic lights or whatever yeah. it was um i remember rhyme of the ancient mariner i remember the the, the ship thing in the background during that yeah. um I, I can't remember i mean i have seen the set list since but you know, i can't think of any memories but whereas the made in england tour I was a bit older um i remember we we just missed a bit of the the support acts who were the killer dwarfs okay yeah yeah yeah. that's what i I, I remember yeah i think they had a minor hit in canada did they or something (laughs) they were yeah i'm not they're kind of i think they're still around and oh yeah do you recall this because this is what kirsty had uh told me she she lived in england at the time and she said she seems to remember them riding tricycles on stage (laughs) does that ring a bell at all i don't i'm sure i would have remembered that but yeah we we I remember walking into the arena when they were playing, so we oh, may have missed, okay. missed the first few songs. Maybe that was their big uh, intro. <laughs> yeah, could, could have been. Yeah, I missed that, the best bit. I, I don't rem- <laughs> remember much about them, but I remember being mixed up, because I think in the Iron Maiden fan club magazine at the time, because they were going to be taking a break, I think they were asked, who do they expect to fill their shoes during that year, year off? And I think Dave Murray said Anthrax. I think a few of them said Anthrax, but... I think Dave Murray was being kind about the support act, but I, I think it said Poison Dwarfs. I think there was a misprint in the. Oh, uh, okay. In, in the because I remember thinking they were called the Poison Dwarfs, but then finding out they were the killer. Anyway, that's just a minor fact there. I'm sure, sure someone if they've still got the fan club magazine can verify that. But um, yeah, as for the show itself, yeah, it was a great position, sixth from the front. I remember Nico ran down the aisle from the back to get to the stage, and everyone there was a bit of a commotion. But by the oh, time wow. I. By the time I'd realised what was happening, it, it, was, it was like word had got around. Oh, that was Nico, but yeah, I didn't get to see him or that's, that's <laughs> wild. Shake his hand. So yeah, that was a, a random incident that I do remember. Um, and then I think yeah, in those days you didn't know what the set was going to be. I mean, perhaps you, you did if you read a review, but there was none of this right. online stuff. So things like Killers being played, that was a nice treat. Um, yeah, didn't expect that. But actually, one one memory I do have coming back from the show. Um, on the train and, and lot, lot, you know, it was full of Iron Maiden fans because there was one station just for that venue, basically. It was like an exhibition centre and um, it had its own train station. And uh, so, yeah, so the train back was full of Iron Maiden fans after the gig. And there's just one guy just moaning <laughs> all the way. Uh, in Birmingham, a lot of people do like to moan a bit. Um, 
<laughs> mainly because the football teams are rubbish um, and there's a sort of a living in the shadow of London and Manchester a bit as well um, uh-huh. I'm sure I'm sure if people are listening from them hopefully they'll appreciate that and not <laughs> go crazy but anyway this is one guy moaning I mean he's just seen this Iron Maiden gig and he just basically just said in this, this strong brummy accent oh I can't believe they didn't play the trooper and he, he just said that about eight times all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> they probably well, did probably, play it, right? <laughs> they, well, no, I don't think they did. And uh, yeah, in hindsight, that does sound weird. So I, I can see his point. But I remember I wasn't particularly sympathetic with him. I was only 11. So I probably wouldn't That's have been. funny that he just kept saying the yeah. same thing. Yeah, just, oh, I can't believe it. It was just going on and on in this really strong accent. So yeah, that's a funny memory I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to, let me ask you a quick question to a, a yeah, complete, because yeah. you mentioned football and the oh, teams. Yeah. Who do you support? Just and I don't oh. want to turn anyone against you on your. Maybe maybe you want to say this off the record. I don't know, but okay. Well, you, I'll, you, I'll I'll be diplomatic here and I'll say that like Wayne, I do have a cat called Murray, um, but he's named after Kyler Murray, who is quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. So there you go. Okay. I'm, I'm going to mention American football and throw that at you, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. but no, I I do. Um, I support Aston Villa, so that's... Uh, See, I, I don't know any of the teams. I mean, I know I'm familiar with West Ham United, obviously, from uh, yeah. from Iron Maiden's connection to them. And um, I met a guy recently that he actually, he does security at a building that I work, well, I work for the company I work for, and I have to go to this building, and he works there. He's from Scotland. And I was asking him uh, recently, because I just met him, and he was saying that he supports uh, Manchester United, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was, I don't know, uh, and I'm just, when, when I hear these names, I don't have any idea. I did a, a Twitter question a while back where I asked people what they liked. Mm, and yeah. I got all these results and a lot of them just going, I've never heard of that. And, and you said, what was, you said who? Who did you say? <laughs> I was, uh, Aston Villa. Uh, they, Aston? They're a team. Yeah, they're from Birmingham. Um, I mean, I'm from Birmingham originally. I now live in Manchester, which is where Manchester United play. Um, but yeah, I think growing up, it was quite important to support your local team, um, yeah. which it was for me. I mean, I've moved away now, so I'm not too interested in it as much. Uh, I, I, I keep half an eye on it. But um, yeah. yeah, I think like the chap in Scotland, he'll have his reasons for supporting Manchester United. But Growing up a bit like liking Iron Maiden, there, there weren't too many people who supported local teams because there were, t- there were teams that were doing better that people yeah. would be attra- attracted to. So, again, there's that downtrodden Birmingham <laughs> right. attitude again. But, um, yeah, uh, I'd say it's not, not a big deal. I do prefer American football, actually, um, which is... Uh, oh, man, I, that's, that's going to be the one that's going to get you right there. Um, okay, funny enough... Uh, that you mentioned, you said you like American football. I was talking to that guy from Scotland uh, just oh, yeah. earlier today, or I guess for me it would have been today, uh, last night. And I was, he he said something about liking. He said, yeah, when I talked to my mates back in Scotland, because he he married an American girl and he lives here, and he was saying, hey. he said that that I'll ask him if they've been watching any of the soccer, and <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like. <laughs> He's like, they're like, what are you talking about? It's football. He goes, well, we have football over here now. A different. So he said, he said, it's really weird for me when I call it soccer. I just thought that was kind of, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's an odd one. I think it was 
I mean, it's short for association. I can't say association football. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but that's where the soccer comes from. That word, Um, that's what it was called originally. But yeah, I mean, rugby is. I'm sure you're aware of rugby. Um, (laughs) I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how popular sports are in different countries, but um, that's also called rugby football. It's almost like football's just attached to everything. And I did read once. I don't know if this is true, and this sounds like a Wayne piece of trivia, but (laughs) it's called football because it's played on foot and not on horseback. But I don't know if that's true. That, that does sound strange. That, yeah, that's, that's where it originates from. Because <laughs> American football, well, there's a kicker, but there's not much kicking a ball, is there? Yeah, okay. that's, that's, I always think now when I, I've always thought, because I've been, you know, I've been, I've lived here my whole life, and I've always thought of football as, you know, American football, and I always thought of soccer as, you know, what, uh, you know, eat European football. And yeah. so now when I'm kind of learning a little bit about it and I'm like, well, it makes a lot more sense to call football what y'all do instead of what they do here, because here they're holding the ball in their hands and over there they're yeah. kicking the ball with their feet. So it makes more sense. So, yeah, but, uh, okay. So I'll digress from that here. Get away from that. Um, <laughs> now going on your, so you obviously, you said you saw the somewhere on tour and you saw the seventh sun tour. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now after the seventh sun tour, uh, and I'm going to move in a direction just because I know I've already read your story, so I know which way to go here. Yeah. Um, not because I'm smart. I just want to make sure people <laughs> people realize that. <laughs> um, but how did you feel? Because this is not something you addressed at all. Did you mm-hmm. do you remember having any kind of reaction to hearing that Adrian Smith had left the band? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, uh, I, I think you covered this with Melissa. It's um, and she was saying about every album there was a slight change, wasn't there, for the first four? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. Nico, Nico's face on the peace of mind sleeve was, a, a, I guess, a shock to a six-year-old. Like, who's this person coming in? Okay, where's, okay. Where's, where's Clive gone? I mean, I wouldn't have read any of the, the press at the time as to why he left or, I don't know, if there was any speculation sure. or, or bad blood or you know, interviews. I wouldn't have read any of that. It was just like, okay, they've got a new drummer. I thought maybe that's just, like, normal. Um, and I, I may have been aware of that with other bands at the time. I can't think of examples, but yeah yeah lineup changes but yeah then of course they they were pretty settled weren't they after that till till after some uh sorry seventh son um yeah i mean i probably would have been i don't know i don't know how i would have reacted really i I don't know if i'd have been disappointed i mean as i say i was probably more focused on bruce um yeah at that point uh, again i probably wouldn't have really distinguished the the guitarists um i think wayne Wayne actually had a, a point where he didn't like Adrian at first because he had short hair and wore a suit. Um, <laughs> and, and I think I probably shared that view. It's very, um, I don't know, <laughs> very one-dimensional, isn't it? But yeah, I probably thought he, he doesn't look as rock as the other guys. So maybe that would have affected my view originally. But right. by the time Seventh Son came out, I, I would have probably seen them all equal. And yeah, I probably would have been concerned. I mean, I can't remember the, the order of things. I think Bruce did a solo album. Yeah, I think then. Bruce Bruce did a solo album after mm-hmm. Seventh Son, and but I guess looking back in hindsight, it, it's it's a lot more impactful when you see the difference in the writing and the the real impact that Adrian Smith had. That's it. Yeah, again, I probably didn't appreciate that. I mean, I would again obsess over how long the track was or who wrote which song, but I probably didn't think oh, I really like this person's lyrics more than this person's. Um, I might have seen patterns like Smith Dickinson. I might have thought, oh, their songs are, are good or is Harry's better on his own? Maybe I would have had those sort of thoughts. But yeah, when yeah. Adrian left, I mean, I didn't think, I wasn't put off by that. Um, okay. I, I saw okay. the interest. I bought, 
the singles. I bought Holy Smoke and I bought To Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Um, so I still had an interest in them. And this is 1990 now, I think, is it? So yes. I would have been, yeah, I'd have been 13 then. So again, that gap between 11 and 13, um, a lot would have happened, but I still bought those singles. I remember, remember that. I, I, I remember having a bit of a slight negative reaction. So I think Holy Smoke, I mean, they're, they're decent singles, both of them, but in Holy Smoke, I'm sure there's a very similar guitar section to Can I Play With Madness? I mean, you you, you may have analysed it more than I have, but I, I, without sort of having it in front of me or playing it, I, I can't say exactly where, but it's just like a little guitar uh-huh. bit. And it was just like, oh, that's a bit similar to what they've done before. Um, I wasn't aware of perhaps, again, the, the surrounding stuff around it about... Um, going back to basics and stripping down the sound a bit. But right. I actually borrowed the album from a school friend um, out of curiosity. I, I, for some reason, I didn't buy it, um, but I did buy the singles. But I borrowed No Prayer for the Dying, and I just, yeah, I couldn't get into it. So it, it sounds a bit harsh just to sort of give up. <laughs> but again, at that point, early 90s, that's a new decade, a sort of new era in my own life, um, sure. different influences. And uh, there was a lot of interesting music elsewhere. And weirdly I'd, I'd, I'd sort of looked at the 80s and thought I've actually missed out on a lot of music by obsessing so much on Iron Maiden <laughs> and, and it was weird like looking back at bands I would have laughed at um, and then thinking actually they were all right and, and yeah there was almost sort of retrospective rediscovery for some of the 90s for me so I would get into those that music and I actually did a bit more of a historical thing and got into some of the music that was out in the late 70s which obviously I wouldn't have appreciated or yeah. understood so yeah, some like new wave stuff uh, or you know, post punk or whatever. So the nineties, and it did have some good new music as well. Um, I did get in some of that rock grunge stuff. Um, electronic music uh, was quite fascinating. So it was quite good. I, I just felt that rock probably wasn't the main thing for me anymore because in let's say nineteen eighty seven, as an example, I would have heard White Snake, Def Leppard. Um, yeah. I guess a lot of people who are really into those bands would say their earlier stuff was better that, that, than that polished eighties right, right. fluff, you know, and then, then you got hair metal and you got some of that more glam style thing. And I, I never got into guns and roses. I, I heard a few Metallica albums, you know, quite liked the thrash and, and got into that a little bit, but I tended to sort of soften a bit. So I was quite into, again, a bit more soft rock uh, proggy, but then yeah, the nineties sort of, changed totally and, and yeah Iron Maiden I had a slight awareness of what they were doing so by the time Fear of the Dark came out I think I heard the single Be Quick or Be Dead yeah I don't think I, I don't remember hearing the other ones but I think was that the first single that must have been the first single uh, I don't know if it was Bring Your Daughter I thought it was either Holy Smoke Be oh, sorry, Quick or I, Be I've moved on to uh, Fear of the Dark now sorry um, oh oh yeah you're never mind yeah you're well I, you said something about the electronic music and I was thinking that your first probably real intro to that would have been, uh, but I know you didn't hear it till recently, but maybe you, maybe subconsciously back then you heard Depeche Mode cover Iron Maiden. Maybe that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that's actually, yeah, I did get into Depeche Mode actually. That's a coincidence. You mentioned that. Um, yeah, actually I do remember weirdly watching, I don't know what, it might've been a Saturday morning type show. And I remember seeing Depeche Mode and I really liked the single, Everything Counts, which came out probably around the same time as The Number of the Beast. Okay. But I, I remember my granddad coming in and just saying, 
this is rubbish. And, <laughs> and, and that just influenced me. From then on, I, I remember actually telling my mum that it was rubbish. And she said, I'm sure you, you said you like that. And I said, no, it's rubbish. So it's funny how... <laughs> what an influence your uh, relatives or your elders have on sure, you. Sure, sure, um, sure. I mean, I, I'm sure for someone who was probably 60 odd <laughs> at that point. Oh yeah. This electronic yeah. weird music, what is this? You know, is, <laughs> there's no sure guitars, all, what's going on yeah, here? <laughs> there's probably more outrageous stuff in the charts at that point, but yeah, this was, what is this? Um, and I can, I can appreciate that now when I hear some modern music, I guess I'm <laughs> not, not quite granddad age, but um, yeah. Yeah, but I will, that, but. I'm going to add because, and I'm I'm not really so we're not really talking at all about your podcast at all. But I yeah. thought that the and I, I know I say this a lot, and people just probably some people either like it or don't. But I thought the Depeche Mode thing you did was genius, man. I was just like, that's so great. <laughs> I can't remember how how that came about. Now it, um, it was another one of Paul Diano's cassettes that of some lost yes. recording that Steve Harris didn't want released. That's uh, so funny. Which, which, if you haven't heard that the show, it's all fictional, by the way. <laughs> um, or is it? But the, wait, the, uh, wait, you mean yeah. the Iron Maiden wasn't on the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, actually, Maybe. someone did. Someone did um, respond to that. I did put a, a post on Facebook with that image. There was a sort of spoof image I did uh-huh. yeah. of, of them on the Muppets, and uh, someone responded and said. I remember that happening. <laughs> I'm thinking, great. no, you can't have done because it, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's like this fake news era we're in, isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, no, I want to be, I want to sort of be part of this, and yes, I remember That's that. Awesome. Thing. But I'm, as far as I know, it didn't happen. <laughs> but you never know, do you? You never know. You never know. But, yeah. That's- but no, the, yeah, the Depeche Mode thing again. It was just, yeah, using some. Uh, I, I can't remember how what relevance it had now. I think they just covered Wrathchild, didn't they? Yeah. And then, but it um, came across i mean like i heard it and i was just thought that comes across well like uh the like the new episode you did on hallowed be thy name where you got elvis <laughs> is it, is it he- is hello what's your name i was like that is like i said i played it i played it for my son and my son okay. is not a fan he, he likes iron maiden because of me and he's heard it a lot and so he has a certain appreciation for it but he doesn't he's not you know he likes rap music and you know but anyway, I'll I, I won't go there. But um, so I I, I went up and I went down and I just said, hey, I'm going to be talking to somebody here in a bit. And he's like, who are you going to talk to? And I said, you know, I, I already was ready for it. I'm like, hey, let me. And I started playing your podcast and the mm-hmm. intro and and I'm just like, listen, listen. And, and I was because I, I just wasn't thinking. And then that, that part where you say hello, what's your name came on and he's listened to it. And he just immediately smiled because he he immediately heard it too. <laughs> and I was just like, that is brilliant, man. That is just so cool. I'm not very good at getting compliments, but yeah, I'm really flattered you say that. I mean, it's um, yeah, it's it's good that people appreciate that. I mean, because if someone just listens to that without having a background of the show, it must seem quite odd. Sure, um, sure. Some of these these dream sequences, but um, yeah, it's really enjoyable. I mean, like from the '80s. I mean, as I've said, obviously, I sort of fell out of love with I Made in the '90s. Um, so basically, I've got this this obsessiveness from that time has sort of translated into these weird things that <laughs> come across in the podcast. So some yeah. of it is fact. Some of it is, um, yeah, nonsense. It's, 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 you mix, it's like anybody that writes <laughs> fiction, they mix part of their story in with, uh, with what's going on in the, and, and mm-hmm. which part is true and which part is, is <laughs> yeah. it real or just some crazy dream? We, uh, we will yeah, never that's know. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. 
but yeah the um fear of the dark yes i didn't even hear that album uh, at the time i don't think um i heard the single it probably was on top of the pops the first one and i was probably still watching it at that point um but then i think when blaze joined the band i was probably off to university then so um again yeah. that was I'm, I'm now going to nightclubs and yeah i would have gone to some rock clubs but rock clubs in the mid 90s would have been playing probably wouldn't have been playing so much maiden um if i'm honest so right, yeah, yeah, the la- yeah the landscape was quite different and even what was classed as metal i, I think it was just yeah like you know, we've talked about some other artists Soundgarden, nirvana uh, mm-hmm. alice in chains you've mentioned so those artists were more at the forefront really and i, I did feel that my views on holy smoke you know being a bit like a similar song from the past i, I just felt that I don't know. I didn't want to say, I feel harsh saying it on my main podcast. Maybe it was a bit dated uh, compared to some of the other things that I was just discovering, but that's only because that was all yeah. new to me. Yeah. So some of that electronic music probably sounded dated as well, but it was just new technology was happening with music. And I was just, yeah, again, discovering a whole new world of music. And I don't want to blame I main for restricting me because that, that period of my life is obviously very important. Sure. It's sure. almost like, um, well, there's all this other stuff out there that I've, I've just, had this sort of tunnel vision with Maiden, but that's great because all of that obsession has, has, has led to this podcast. Well, no matter what you listen to, I mean, I, like I said, I, I talk to a lot of people that are a, a lot more diverse musically than me. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more one track minded when it comes to music. And, um, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I just, and so regardless of no matter what you listen to, we're not hearing everything. We, you find a niche that you like. And me, I've, since I heard since the beginning, whenever I was hearing, I might've owned albums. Oh gosh. Uh, before I ever heard, you know, quiet riot and twisted sister, like I mentioned, um, and kiss, I might've had albums. I think I had an album by Prince. I had a purple rain by Prince. And mm-hmm. I think I had a cassette by this band called the Thompson Twins. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And um, but it it was a. Uh, I talked to someone recently, and he just said I wanted more from my music, but I didn't really know what I wanted. And when I started hearing the rock, it was kind of like. And this I haven't posted this guy's interview yet, but I think he's going to be out actually next weekend. Which mm-hmm. by the time people hear you on this, will have been probably a month ago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um. But he, he said, I didn't know what I was looking for. But when I heard the heaviness and the power of the, the rock music, he said, I knew I'd f- that's what I was looking for. And that's kind of the way I felt when I started hearing that. It was just like I was drawn more to it. And, and, uh, and I know that I've missed a lot over the years from different music. Here, okay, you posted something yesterday. Here, here's a little, <laughs> a little side trail. You posted something yesterday about Rolling Stone's top 500 albums, which to use a, a word you, you've used to, to quote your grandpa, <laughs> rubbish, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all <laughs> rubbish. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some good albums listed in there that I probably own, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like a Nirvana or an Alice in Chains, or certainly I saw Kiss Alive. I didn't make it past 300. I was just like, I can't even, you know, when, when, they're, when, when you're calling Britney Spears and uh, Drake and tons of artists that I've never heard of, Mm. That, that, and I'm saying you're saying this is better than every. All of these are better than every Iron Maiden now because obviously Iron Maiden doesn't have one album in there. Um, yeah. I know I, I've obviously missed a lot because there's a lot of you know when people talk about say someone like Bob Dylan, 
I yeah. haven't heard all of the cla- I've heard a little tiny bit of Bob Dylan, and I've heard a tiny bit of, you know, I've I've heard a tiny bit of Britney Spears. I don't really want to hear much more of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but certainly, I feel the same way. I've missed a lot, and I'm I'm kind of a little narrow minded when it comes to music. I and my kids will point that out to me, and but I do have a certain appreciation for rap music for a little bit of it. And mm-hmm. one that you mentioned earlier, you said the Human League, and they're the ones that sing. <laughs> aren't they the ones that sing "Don't You Want Me, Baby"? And that their song. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I like that song because I think it's a cool. I like the story of it. You know, it's I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar, and then he's telling the story from his point of view. It's a kind of a cool story. That's it. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I know I've missed out on a lot, and so here's where I want to go with this. Um, after, you didn't hear Fear of the Dark. You said by the time Blaze was in the album, you were in university. So at what yeah. point would you have been done? About what year do you think you would have been done with university? I'm guessing 2000 uh, yeah. or maybe a little sooner. No, yeah, 98, I think I left university. It was only a three-year, three-year course. So it would have been, I mean, I, I wouldn't have perhaps been aware, but that would have been when Virtual 11 came out. So sure, I was sure. pretty much at uni for the um, Blaze period, I guess. But again, yeah. that, that wasn't really on my radar, uh, I guess. That was, again, new experience, new place to live. Uh, clubs weren't playing Iron Maiden. It was, I mean, it, the UK was in the grip of the Britpop, uh, which was like a, a watered-down version of some of the indie that had happened before that. Okay. Um, and again, electronic music was sort of maybe at its peak around then, I suppose. I think by the time of the end of the century, again, that had become a bit safe, Um but yeah, I, I mean, I was aware because I was still in contact with my dad and he'd update me because he was still into them. I, I can't remember specifically any conversations around the Blaze era, but he would have probably said, oh, they've got a new album out. And I would have probably just said, all oh, right, yeah. I've <laughs> probably not really <laughs> gone into too much detail. I may have heard the first Blaze single um, again, because I think I still probably watched TV shows about music at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure it would have been on. And I definitely remember seeing The Wicker Man. Obviously, we're jumping forward a bit there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing that because you know, Bruce and Adrian coming back. That was that was on my radar. That was like, oh wow, that's interesting. But again, two thousand. My goodness, what was I doing then? Um, right. I think again, it was just yeah. It, it was not. I just I perhaps felt I've I've done my Iron Maiden phase. Um, and actually, the next time I heard anything was Dance of Death, um, and that was because I bought the album as a present for my youngest brother, who is fifteen years younger than me. So he would have oh, been wow. about, he'd have been about thirteen then. So it's funny how I made sort of kept showing up uh, during the history of the family sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, he wanted it for his birthday. So I thought oh, I'll have a listen to that just out of interest. Yeah, and I was walking to work. It was on a disc, man. Remember those? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Pops it in, and uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to about the first three songs, and I just thought, no, no it's not really. Um, Again, I, I felt it was a bit dated because okay. I was probably comparing it to people like Deftones, um, who I still like, <laughs> um, yeah, who, yeah. who were a bit heavier, a bit more aggressive. I felt yeah. probably were a bit more relevant. I just thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm perhaps not in the mood for guitar solos because, again, years ago, I would have liked people like Marillion and more proggy stuff. So, okay, um, but I don't know. I, I was into more. I, I probably perhaps had less patience <laughs> okay. to, sit, so, to sit through some of those longer songs. And I guess that's um, been the case for most of this century with Iron Maiden. It's just. Uh... All right. So I want to, I want to kind of, cause you said you did hear dance of death when it, when at least you heard a little bit of it. So yeah, I'd say um, the first three songs maybe. 
and I know where this I know where this is going here, so I wanna I wanna see here. So uh when when you got when a matter of life and death comes out, it's I think two thousand six. Did you ever hear any of that when it was out? No, no, I didn't. Again, I'm sure my dad bought it. He may have even gone to see them uh, at that tour, but and I, he would have probably told me, but I can't remember. If I'm afraid <laughs> I don't know that's that for okay. sure. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And then, so then, I guess it was four years later. The Final Frontier comes out. Did you hear the Final Frontier when it was out? <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't, didn't bother. <laughs> well, and I, and I can tell you, and I can, I can kind of go sure this along with this, you here. It's a confession, this isn't it? This is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you some hail marys and things to do afterwards. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah. that's okay because because. Final Frontier. I did not hear the Final Frontier until probably 2000, and I might have heard a tiny bit of it, but I was really thrown off when I heard the intro because the intro is really different. I mean, for anything I heard made, it, it doesn't start out as a song. It starts out with the weird bass thing, and then it's this, you know, I don't know if you would call it an Art Deco kind of thing, but it's just you know weird guitar things going on, and it's just real odd and i just i remember just thinking oh gosh what's happened to these guys <laughs> yeah because i wasn't really listening and with with a matter of life and death i don't think i heard it in 2006 when it came out mm-hmm. but i think i remember hearing it around the time the final frontier i think i remember i remember living somewhere and being on an elliptical machine that i owned and um and listening to it some and thinking i really liked for the greater good of god but Mm-hmm. It still wasn't enough to really just yank me back in. Dance of Death, I probably never heard anything. I might have heard Wildest Dreams, yeah, probably probably around two thousand nine or ten. And it, <laughs> I was like, to me, I think the intro is kind of like you know, especially the way it starts with Nico, a one, a two. <laughs> I just I think that's a really awful way to start the album because <laughs> it, it gives it kind of because that kind of, and I've never said this out loud. I've never even thought this, but. It's almost reminiscent a little bit of um, of uh, Holy Smoke because it's kind of got this real, real happy kind of sound to it. And mm-hmm. I don't always want a very happy sound out of Iron Maiden. But either way, I went through this long period where I didn't hear much of him and didn't care much for him. So you didn't hear The Final Frontier. And obviously, when Book of Souls came out, you probably didn't hear much of that. <laughs> no, again, my brother... Um, I've got two brothers. So the, the, the youngest brother was the one who I bought Dance of Death for and my older brother who was actually about five years younger than me he has been a fan probably since weirdly since I stopped being a fan he, he probably That's was funny. at the right age to, to sort of pick up after the Seventh Son album so he would have definitely seen them on that tour I think Book of Souls okay. and, probably, okay. and possibly the one before um, so again I would have been aware of it and I'm sure again I spoke to my dad about it because I know he had tickets <clears throat> stuff like that so Again, I would have been aware that they were releasing albums because I think my dad always mentioned them because he was that, right. that, that, it was that part of the family the heritage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, my I, w- I would have listened politely, but I don't recall any conversations. I, I may have just said, "Oh, I haven't heard it," and that would have been it, really. And then he yeah. would often often tell me about all the gigs he'd been to and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, so I didn't hear any of it, and I mean, I may have seen reviews, and I, I probably noticed it was a long album and all that and I, I would have known the covers and things but yeah i didn't yeah. actually get around even though music is more accessible these days and i could have easily just popped it on spotify or something but it was I, it was kind of yeah. out of sight out of mind it was yeah, it wasn't I, really was in your that. wheelhouse anymore no that's it so yeah so i, I no i didn't uh, again another confession i'm very sorry oh that's uh, okay but, but well here we go i'm gonna i've, I've gotta <laughs> i've gotta now i usually write down a lot of questions but 
<laughs> and I've kind of went through everything so far, but this is the last question I've written down, but doesn't necessarily mean I'm done here. So uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. you, 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 uh, you have, there's, there's no prayer for the Wayne right now. <laughs> no, no, that's um, it. Now, so, so in a sense you had, you were a drifter, you had drifted away from Iron Maiden. And, right. uh, now, and to me, this is the part of the story that is the most, it's very, very, very unique that nobody else is going to have this story ever. So I want you to tell me, um, I'm trying to see which way I want to say this. Cause I have it wrote down two ways. Tell me about when you decided, tell me about the day you decided to start your podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure most people are wondering at this stage, why is this guy doing a podcast about Iron Maiden? <laughs> He's clearly got no interest right. in what they're up to. Um, and yeah, if you'd asked me at the start of the year, do you like Iron Maiden directly? I'd have probably said, no, not really. I used to be into them, but I'm not so bothered now. Um, but at the same time, because of that link to the family and even some friends growing up in Birmingham, are still in touch with these people. And because of my knowledge of the 80s and that obsessive focus, I can have a good conversation about that era um, and, and things like that. So it was through that sort of chat on WhatsApp, I was arguing with a couple of friends about back to the village, sorry, back in the village. Um, and it was one of those, someone was saying, oh, the B side to Power Slave is, is the best side of a Maiden album. And I, I was saying, yeah, I'm not so sure about back, back in the village. And then, well, I wouldn't say it got passionate and heated, but on a WhatsApp chat, it was, uh, you know, it went, it went quite, it went into some, you know, quite detailed territory. Um, and I, I actually said, oh, we should do a, a podcast about Classic Maiden. Um, yeah. And I'd never, never, I mean, I, I didn't seriously think it would happen um, because they live far away and I didn't think they had the equipment. Um, but then I, I thought it'd be quite funny to do, you know, some guys talking about Iron Maiden. But then, of course, I looked uh, in, I think, the Spotify index and saw there's quite a few Iron Maiden podcasts, some of them not very active. Uh, but then, of course, I saw Talking Maiden, and, yeah. and I think one of my friends in the chat said, look at them. They've done like five hours of peace of mind or something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not much point in, in doing that. Um, and I didn't really give him much thought. Um, but it's funny how that, that story is similar to how Talking Maiden started. It's just some guys having a chat and saying we should do a podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So what happened was, um, as I alluded to earlier, um, I thought I'd wind them up and I sort of did a spoof podcast about the song prowler and i based it on a character that we we knew <laughs> growing up um and then uh yeah so i just sort of shared it um and i put it on Mixcloud, and and yeah it was just um something i just created on one evening i just i mean it's the same episode that it was then i haven't changed it and uh, it, I, admittedly it's not the best but then the character of wayne makes that awkwardness okay i think although i can I've seen from <laughs> comments and the stats that clearly it's not for everyone. Um, sure. not, not everyone carries on and that, that's fine. I, I accept that. Um, it is a bit strange. I have to apologize as we had a slight technical difficulty. So technical difficulty music cue, please. technical difficulty over 
we are going to pick up where Paul was talking and it was mid sentence. I don't know why the audio cut and then started over or started again, but that's what happened. So we're going to pick right back up where Paul is speaking. It's a little off of where he was just speaking though. So I do sincerely apologize. I have no idea what happened. I'm not a smart man. Oh, next week I'm talking about remember tomorrow, but I didn't think I'd be actually doing that. Uh huh. But then I thought, oh, actually, maybe I could do something with this because of the the feedback. And yeah, uh, so yeah, like you, seven months on, I'm now in, come to the end of the number of the Beast album uh, as we speak. And yeah, uh, yeah, this this world of Wayne has been created um, (laughs) with all sorts of strangeness, but uh, hopefully a a healthy dose of of facts and opinion that people can talk about or or agree with. So it's not all weird. Yeah, I I, I like to think. So yeah, so. What happened as a result of that, of course, I've had to, most of it is from memory with the 80s and I've gone back and listened to that. But through interacting with people like you, uh, other fans, um, I've had to listen to the new stuff um, to sort of catch up and, and so that I can, I mean, I don't have to be an authority on Iron Maiden because there's plenty of people out there already who, who know everything there is to know. Right. But obviously if I'm talking about, a song or if you do a poll about the best song on final frontier i might not be able to join in so what's been good since that time is by it's been like being a child again in that i've got eight albums out of the 16 that i've never really heard that i've now had had to discover um and that's been really rewarding and interesting and it's i mean yeah i wouldn't say they're my favorite band like they were in the 80s but it's been it's been really nice to have that um that thing to discover really so yeah listening back to the albums from even no, listening properly to no prayer of the dying which i'd only heard um a couple of times maybe back then so uh yeah the um i'd, I'd say I yeah I, I i don't perhaps i haven't heard them enough to sort of have a great opinion on songs or my favorite songs from from that era but certainly i can reference them like if if there's similarities lyrically with the song I'm covering in the eighties, like I said, well they did this again on this this song. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been nice to to have that. I, I do like discovering new things, whether it's like I mentioned American football. I had I knew nothing about that ten years ago, and it was nice to discover a new sport and have that again similar obsessiveness to what I had with English football back in the eighties when you know, you're learning all about the history of football clubs or the colours they wear and all that sort of thing. And right. same with I made, I was aware of the sleeves and the, the albums and the lineup changes, but the songs and the, the history, and it's been really interesting to listen to, uh, you know, your, your episodes. And then once I did um, the first album of my podcast, I could listen to the talking maiden version yeah. of, of that. I mean, obviously theirs was all factual, but um, yeah. It, it's, it's been nice because I try not to get too influenced because, of course, there, there's lots of information out there. But and the, as I've said to you before, a lot of people have the same sort of opinions about songs and you'll, you'll hear some things again and again. Um, like, you know, the gangland shouldn't be on Number of the Beast. You know, that sort of opinion is hardly controversial or, or cutting edge. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's about bringing something different. And I've really enjoyed that. And, and yeah, discovering the album's. As I say, I, I don't know how far I'll take the podcast, but uh, it's nice to yeah. go beyond beyond the eighties. Oh yeah, it's 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 really cool. And like I said, I, no one's gonna have no one that I, I mean, maybe someone later on. But it's so cool that you because I remember when you told me that you were like, if you would have asked me in January, 
I would have said I don't like Iron Maiden. And now I've been listening to all their albums. And, and I'm sure and, – and, well, let me ask you. So you start listening to – well, do you recall what the first thing you really went back and tried to listen to that was something you had never heard before? Uh, ooh, it might have been – it was either No Prayer for the Dying. In fact, I think, weirdly, I, I may have listened to one of the compilations just sort of get a feel for the – the singles um, okay. and again I, I think surprisingly i recognized a few i mean i knew fear of the dark even though i don't know if that was a single maybe it was live um and i knew um oh, what else was there there was um a few of the blaze ones i was surprised that i rec- recognized even the wicker man i would have okay. heard once or twice 20 years ago it, it, <laughs> it was it came back so oh yeah i vaguely remember this one but then okay. I think it was, it might have been your show about the Final Frontier, which might have been not long after I started. I can't remember how long ago. You you may remember. <clears throat> that that was my first. Uh, that would have been in May because I did. Okay. That was when I was just at that point. I wasn't really. I had went. I did, I wanted to do a full month of Iron Maiden because I was like, okay, I'm doing all these other bands, but Iron Maiden is the band I like the most, yeah. and I want to hit Iron Maiden hard. So. And I, one day I was like, some some podcasts I've listened to in the past, they'll 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 do a full month on a band and and just kind of take their podcast somewhere different. And I'm like, I thought that'd be kind of fun to do. Mm. And you know, I'm as I'm working, I'm thinking about how which ways to do it. And then one day I decided, you know what, what would be a, what would be a good tie-in for Iron Maid? And then I just and of course it was it was probably in March, and I was like, uh, January, February, March, April. Mm. Oh, May, Iron <laughs> Maiden. And so I was like, oh, that'll be kind of cool. And yeah. then I I said, so I'm going to kind of do it Iron Maiden. And then, and then I, you know, I think it was probably a week before that. And I thought, I'm going to change the name of the podcast and make it <laughs> Iron Maiden Zone instead of rock and metal. And I'll do it for that month. I said, because no podcast has ever done that to my knowledge. And mm. to do something different, I said, that way I can really... And of course, you know, I changed it and the month goes by and, and, you know, a little selfish to myself was like having the name Iron Maiden on there is certainly attracts more people. I'm like, it's my favorite band. And then I thought I want to focus more on Iron Maiden than any other band, but ever, but I want to do it when I want to do it. And I thought, you know what? I'm the boss here. (laughs) You know, I don't, I didn't create this with somebody. I created it by myself. So if I want to record an episode about Iron Maiden. And then I want to hit an episode about our, uh, um, you know, like Allison chains or, or whoever I can do that too. And I'll, and, and I didn't know exactly how that was going to work. Cause I, I, my plan was to change it at the end of the month. I was going to go back and just, and I thought maybe three months out of the year, I would do all Iron Maiden. I was trying to figure out when those would be. And, but then I just, I thought it makes sense. So yeah, but I did, God, that's a long ramble to say this. But yeah, I did, I did. I did the initial intro in May, and then I did my. Um, I, I want to say Final Frontier was like I didn't want to hit an album that was so easy. I thought I don't want to just go straight mm-hmm. into the Number of the Beast because anybody would go, oh, Number of the Beast or Power Slave. I thought I want to hit an album that people don't look as highly upon, and I want you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean that was. I don't know if I listened to your show before the album, um, but I think because listening to your show without hearing it would have been a bit strange because you'd have been talking about the songs, but maybe I'd, I'd given it a go and thought, oh, I'll see what you say and, and you know, see what should be the, the songs to stand out or to listen to. And actually, I, I didn't mind the the intro to Satellite 15. I, I thought that was, yeah, compared to, you know, if you imagine my previous complaints about them sounding a bit like they've always sounded, I actually quite liked that fresh 
different. Yeah, it's different. But I, I appreciate that. It's not that popular, maybe, and probably splits people from other comments I've seen. But yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's a bad album. Um, it's probably not the best of, of the ones I didn't hear. But in fact, my brother, who's the um, my oldest brother, he said that's their, could be their worst album ever. Um, oh wow! So I, I don't feel that strongly about it, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that might have been the first one I heard. I, I took my time listening to the Blaze period, but yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I feel that the X Factor's all right. But I, again, I don't feel that qualified to talk about them. And I haven't, uh, this is another confession, I haven't heard all of the Book of Souls yet. <laughs> I haven't quite got to, got to the end. Um, it takes a while. It's long. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that's, that's, it's having the time to do that. But uh, yeah, um, so that's where I am. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting yeah i guess it's a, a strange way i mean of all the bands i could have done a podcast about at the start of the year because i had no plans to do this podcast uh, it was just start of the year happened i thought i might do a new writing venture and it was just through that chance chat on on, on a message that i thought oh maybe i could do that and it, it came about and i mean if i was asked to start you're told you have to do a podcast about a band i would have probably done a very serious podcast as me about someone else i don't know who but yeah, yeah um it's just strange that it fits the character of wayne i mean i hope i'm not offending anyone um it's not oh. like a stereo i don't think it's a stereotypical iron maiden fan but i think he, he's i couldn't do a podcast uh, with wayne i mean i have thought about maybe i should do a teenage years where he, <laughs> he goes and gets, gets into electronic music but that that just doesn't work in in my head um yeah i think iron maiden is perfect for him so it's uh, <laughs> well here's a i have a question this is not something i had written down but it's something i've definitely thought about because because there's a there's a certain element okay as an american i've never really been into uh, monty python i never cared for it when i saw it when i was younger but recently um i say in the last three or four or five months I watched uh, because because I wanted to when I started doing my podcast and I was like, you know what? They use the bright side of life at the end of their shows. And when I decided yeah. I was going to throw that at the end of mine, I was one day I said, you know what? I want to watch. I looked it up. I said, oh, it's in this movie Life of Brian. I'm going to watch the movie. I want to see where it plays into the movie and all that. Yeah. And I watched that movie. And I and and maybe it's because I had been listening to your show. Maybe you had kind of warmed me up to it a little bit. <laughs> but I, I quite enjoyed some of the humor. Okay. And um and I've got a certain amount of religious background, so it right. was you know based in the time of Jesus and all that. So it kind of had a uh, a lot of little just things that if you know anything about the Bible are really funny. And so it made yeah. me laugh a lot more than I expected. Um. So my question for you is, um. Where do you, uh, comedy-wise, where, where do you where do you think the where do you get your sense of humor from? Where do you get that? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, I've never seen myself as a comedy writer. Um, <laughs> it's just that this is just a character, and it's based a bit on my experiences, and I've just pushed them uh, into the slightly absurd. Well, I say slightly, probably yeah. very absurd. But um, I think watching comedy, I'm I'm quite hard to make laugh. So if I I'm taken to a stand-up show. I'm probably the worst person to take because <laughs> I sort of sit there and not really react. Um, yeah. I, I think I like comedy that's a bit more subtle in the writing where it's not slapstick or, or particularly visual. And I think that works more in a podcast. But I like things like the original series of Arrested Development. So there's a lot of um, hidden gags that are set up for a few episodes later. Uh-huh. Um, or I like slightly surreal comedy so in the uk i mean i don't know if it's 
popular in the US. But yeah, the League of Gentlemen. That's quite dark and strange. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I mean. I, other podcasts i mean I, i've not i don't listen to too many podcasts actually but since commuting in the last year um i've listened to more i mean some of them are sports based uh, there's a couple of well-known comedy ones um but they're not really influence i, I wouldn't say I've, they're an influence on this i mean there's a surreal one about football uh, there's a comedian called bob mortimer and he it was partly his idea because he does football managers in the same way that some of the iron maiden cast are in my my podcast so like these strange versions that um i'd say definitely there's some influence there um because i thought well that's good if he can do that with football managers then i can probably get away with having dennis stratton or a version of dennis stratton yeah um but yeah i mean monty python it's not some i've i mean i've seen the film that you mentioned and the holy grail um it's not it's not uh i wouldn't say it was an influence but okay interesting Is that is is um, because I don't know being being from over here is is but when like I said when I first heard your podcast I immediately thought oh it's this dry British humor <laughs> is is that is that a, is that more common for British people to have kind of dry humor or I'm not sure if that yeah maybe it's it's probably that sort of stereotype again and it's we would probably accuse america sometimes of like for example in in we had the office which was a popular program here um and then it was remade it was called the office us i think um, yeah yeah um yeah. so we, we it, to me well and a lot of people it was like why remake it and it, i think it it there was that sort of accusation that oh, americans don't understand the british humor and, and it, they've changed it or to suit their audience uh-huh. i don't I, mean, I don't know how true that is but there's a lot of stereotypes around humor i don't think it's necessarily all true i mean i i didn't expect it to have i didn't expect the podcast to sort of be that popular overseas because there there is the odd cultural reference to the uk in the 80s yes. or i mean even birmingham specifically uh, i don't expect i mean i don't know i've not analyzed the stats in that much detail i don't think right the, the west midlands has a particularly high proportion of listeners but i've had listeners in all countries the same as you and it I'm glad that people, uh, there was that chap from Brazil recently who, uh, I don't know if you saw that retweet, uh, he was, um, he said he was using the podcast to learn English and uh, I, I sort of <laughs> thought that was quite odd and um, I think I mentioned it in the, one of the shows actually. It was just such a strange thing that he's, uh, this chap in Brazil is, is listening to Wayne and Trevor and yeah, yeah, learning yeah. the language and, and this idea that people in an area of Brazil are speaking like this. It, it was, uh, That's hilarious. A, a, that was a, a lov- lovely thought. <laughs> another funny, yeah, really another really funny idea. I, like I said, I, I, whenever, when you told me that you do some writing and I thought that it's very, I've always done a certain amount of writing too. I mean, I guess it's just a certain, you know, everyone's different, but we all have little, these little, maybe that's what makes us do what we're doing is the way have the urge to get a certain amount of creativity out. Because like you said, at first you didn't know you wanted to do it. And then as you've done it, I'm sure it's like, it's kind of like where I didn't have these plans to make my podcast a show where I talk. I didn't think I would talk to people very often ever. I mean, I had this aspiration of, Oh man, it'd be really cool if, if I could interview a guitarist for a band or something along those lines. But I, I had a desire. I've had desires where I thought it'd be really cool if, someone would ask me to be on their podcast. Like if they would, yeah. if they would see me commenting on one of their Twitter posts or a Facebook post, and they'd go, Hey, this guy says some really good things. Let's get him on. And mm. you know, that's obviously, that obviously never happened. And, 
I, I kind of, I told, I don't know who I was talking to, but I said, I've kind of uh, turned it on its head and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm inviting people to be on my podcast with me. And yeah. I would have loved that. I would have, I mean, I would have definitely signed up for that before, but uh, it's, it's a certain amount of creativity that goes along with it. And it's, I enjoy the heck out of yours. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a, but it is, like I said, it's, 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 how was I going to say it? It's, it's, it's dry and it's, <laughs> but, but it's, I, I kind of hearing you talk about it. Cause I mean, I was in, in, uh, when I was about, let's see, 13, I was, I would have heard of Iron Maiden when I was in probably 86, I believe before somewhere in time after live after death. And mm-hmm. so I was 12 and 13 years old and I didn't know anybody. There was certainly no other kid in school wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> You know, the, there was obviously a guy that was on the school bus with me that let me borrow a piece of mind cassette that I heard Flight of Icarus and kind of listened to. And then I was like, oh, wow, these guys are a lot more, um, I don't know if I would want to say commercial, but it sounded more accessible to me. You know, it had a good chorus that was something you could easily go, oh, well, yeah. I could get into this. It's not the heaviness that, I, that the album cover looked like to me. Mm-hmm. So there's, I guess... I just, but I, I kind of relate in a way, even though Wayne is definitely an oddball and like his thoughts and, and I have kind of a weird character that I play in my mind all the time when I'm at work <laughs> and I'm driving around and, and I'm seeing things and I'm just like, cause I drive a, I drive a big truck, you know, with a, a tractor trailer with pulling a 53 foot trailer around and, and there's certain other trucking companies. And when I see them, I have these phrases, I have these characters that I play in my head. I'm like, well, man, if I was working for that company, I would be just so excited that it's a great company. And, and I have all these stupid phrases that I have people saying and care. It's, <laughs> but you've actually taken a character and put it out there, given it a, a little bit of a different voice than your own and, <laughs> and tied some little pieces of yourself to it. And I'm, I really think that's really, really cool. It's really cool. No, it's really good to say so. I mean, I'd say, I mean, I enjoy writing it. I said earlier, if there's only one listener, I'd carry on doing it. I mean, I think if I had no listeners, it's, it's something that I enjoy doing anyway. So, and that that's important for any anything, isn't it? Any pursuit. And uh, you can clearly tell you enjoy your podcast as well and, and the impact you're having. I mean, I think it's easier for, like we talk about Britain, America. I think we have a bit more of a reserved um, tone. So I, I think it's hard. <laughs> me talking about getting back into my maiden I, I should have delivered that with so much more passion and that's what you've got in your voice and your, your accent so that's why wayne is no, a perfect no. cover it's a perfect cover wayne is to sort of have that dry you know like yes you'll know, ask trevor i don't know an example of, of how he feels about the song and he'll just say oh yeah i quite like it oh <laughs> yeah yeah that, oh yeah i like whole, it in, I, in love, I love that and then the it one time you call him out you're like hey i think you've said that a lot and then you play about 10 different things. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. Oh, like that's, it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But that's sort of indifferent. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I've been accused of that personally in, in jobs, you know, like I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll be enthusiastic about something, but it's quite played down. So, um, yeah, yeah it is, it is interesting that, that difference. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the writing process, I mean, it, it, it's, um, like, like yourself, I mean, there's the writing and there's the editing, well, the writing, recording and editing, but, um, yeah, I have to write. I mean, I'm very last minute. It's sort of a week on week thing because I have to react to the things that are going on, perhaps comments. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I don't write it 
particularly I like to keep some of it open so when there's I'll often just record with an idea and then let let Wayne take over and then it could be a case of he'll say something that I haven't thought of I'll say he as if he's yeah, <laughs> a yeah. person but, and then that 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 gives it that more natural feel I hope because um, I don't want it to sound like it's read from a oh yeah uh, yeah definitely okay yeah. so um oh, oh uh, I want you you said that when people ask you things and you kind of give that answer, I, I, that's what my wife always gets mad. Cause she'll cook dinner and she'll cook something new and she'll be like, Oh, well, you know, do you like it? And if, if I think it's good, I generally would go, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, you don't, I don't gush, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, I guess. And I'm, and I'm like, a, when I talk about Iron Maiden songs and I'll just be going, Oh my gosh, it's just so <laughs> phenomenal. And, and I'm just like, she, that probably has to drive her nuts. She's like, you know, he doesn't gush like that about, you know our life i just said you know there's just something special about music and uh, different but i know you know i'll probably get beat up by my listeners if i i have to at least ask one question um and and uh what is it like working with trevor oh well (laughs) trevor's a bit of an enigma i think um I don't think even he knows where he's going with things. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's just a, a good, um, I, I don't want to say it's a double act, but yeah, they've clearly been friends a long time. And yeah. um, it's, uh, for Wayne, it's often frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when they have their phone calls. And I think, yeah, I think he gave him that slot to do the poetry. I mean, I know you tried to muscle in on it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that was fun. He, he, he gave him that platform, and then I think there have been times where he's, he's took it a bit far. But, uh, yeah, I think I think he's important. I think, you know, there's been times when – because I think at the very start, Wayne did say he does have other friends. He tried to make that clear, but um, yeah, he's, not involved. Yeah. he's not had to involve them. So um, it clearly must be all right with Trevor. But um, Yeah, well, you can tell that – you can tell that uh... – they've obviously known each other for a long time because I, I was like, there's no way. And, and, and part of, uh, when I, I think, uh, when I first listened, I was like, okay, they've got to be friends because there's no way a, a grown man would let another grown man talk to him that way. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. That's quite an odd. I mean, they, they live close by. I mean, but yeah, the, the, I don't, I don't quite, <laughs> yeah yeah hard to work out yeah you know, what what goes on really but uh yeah the um yeah uh trying to get well what's going with that one really but um yeah yeah, yeah. well that's i just i'm just you know i know because and i thought it would be funny because i uh and and i and i gotta ask you this uh because because you did your dream sequence on uh your uh, uh gangland episode and i gotta say i mean uh you, you know, you know how they'll say that that there's someone. If you go somewhere in somewhere in the world, there's somebody else that looks just like you. You know, have that, that I call it like a doppelganger. Oh yeah. So, I'm just trying to figure out how on where on earth did you find somebody that sounds exactly like me to do the dream episode? Well, you know, it, it, some podcasts don't reveal their secrets, do they? But, you know, it, it's one of those things. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Trevor's um, it's become quite a cult character. I think that might annoy Wayne a little bit because Trevor seems to get more comments than Wayne. I think Wayne has voiced this. I think he, he sort yeah. of says people are commenting on minor things when they should be focusing on Wayne's analysis of the songs. And, and they'll just say something like, why isn't Trevor's phone ringing when you call him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well, yeah, I thought it was. I think there was one episode where you could hear the ringing when you called him, and it was that 
because I don't, you know, a phone rings differently over here. But it, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's what it sounds like on, um, um, oh gosh, what's the song uh, on the pink on the wall album where he where he's trying <laughs> to call his wife back and he's like, you know, she's like, uh, well, someone there's got to be someone there. They keep hanging up, you know, or something, and, yeah. and it's like. Mm-mm. <laughs> and so I, I assume that's just how a phone rings in england correct must be yeah i mean i hadn't thought of that but yeah i guess it is yeah. it's funny how it hasn't changed for 40 years but um yeah exactly yeah, from, from that, exactly. That era. yeah that's that's the traditional sound even though the ringtone I, i've i don't know what trevor's ringtone is that's an interesting separate question i think <laughs> what i'm hoping you'll do on one show and this is just i'm gonna give a because i'm gonna i'm gonna wind us down real quick here because i know i know we, i've had you on the line for a long time um <laughs> I'm hoping I'm going to throw a little suggestion out there for a future show okay. uh, because if there's any, if there's ever enough of a, of a, if you have an episode where, where something goes on between the two guys and, and, and Wayne is really angry about it, maybe the next show. Uh, and, and I don't know if you remember my poem that I wrote, but I, all I remember is uh, something about, I'll we'll still be here when you cover peace of mind. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, ended, that's right. <laughs> but uh, if, if you ever get mad or whatever, one week you do the show and maybe maybe you get a poem from Uncle Steve in there and then the next week you call Trevor he's like what why didn't you call me last week because <laughs> you know he said he doesn't listen to the pod he doesn't listen to the podcast uh, yeah that was that was he pretty only rude to his bits so. <laughs> yeah yeah or, or the intro of Invaders yeah and then he turns off yeah just, yeah yeah well that's definitely gonna be the intro to uh, whenever I have you on or whenever I have this episode. I'm going to, I've already thought it's going to be, dun, 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 and, and then, and I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for all the rest of it. But, you know, cause I want to, cause like I said, this is diff, talking to you is totally different than talking to anybody else, because at the very least, even though you sound different, you know, than, than, than the character, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's obvious you can still, I mean, I'm sure anybody that's listening will pick up on little, you know, things they'll hear like, Oh, that kind of sounds, that sounds like, uh, something Wayne would have said, yeah. but I, I definitely want to uh, have fun with it because people know you and everybody else has been somebody that I've just met as a fan. And you're actually someone that has a, you know your own platform outside of me. So uh, I'll tell you what, to, to end this here, mm-hmm. tell people um, tell people where they can find your show and everything like that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, I'm available. Well, <laughs> I'm not available. Uh, Wayne's <laughs> I made podcast is on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, all those places where you would expect to find a podcast. So just uh-huh. search for it there. Um, Twitter is probably the best platform, um, to sort of follow and, and find out a bit more as well. And that's at Wayne Maiden. Uh, I probably should have done that in Wayne's voice. Cause he does tend to say things like that about three quarters of the way through the show. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Oh well, I, I'll, I'll, take I'll it. probably maybe I'll record it uh, separately. So it's, oh, okay, that'll, that'll, that'll work. Polish. That'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get in the zone. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's okay. Well, well, man. Well, yeah. um, it might not have sounded much different. It's weird to say Paul when I'm talking to you because uh, yeah, but because well, yeah. my my daughter saw it and she goes, "His name is Paul." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The disappointment. I mean, the number of tweets I get that say the call, you know, that say Wayne. I mean, that's fine because occasionally I do tweet in character. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the not. tweets have to, I think they have to be in character. I, I it's fun. It's fun to yeah. do it that way. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but Paul, I gotta say, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Cause I know, like you said, you got, uh, you have kids and you have, uh, uh your partner there that are yeah. probably sitting there looking at their watch or your partner, maybe <laughs> not your kids, you know, but you've taken a good amount of time to sit here and talk with me. 
Uh, you even before the episode, before we started talking, you you actually chatted with my daughter as Wayne just for a second, which uh, <laughs> yes. people may hear in a in a little bit at the end of this show here. But okay. um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I really enjoy the show, and I hope we can do this again sometime. So hey, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you no. very much. Thanks very much to you. Yeah, great to be part of it, and uh, looking forward to hearing it and all the other stories that you're going to be uh, releasing in the meantime. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, thanks, then, Uncle Steve. All right. Now, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was so great to have Wayne, uh, Paul on the show and tell him how genius I think his show is. A uh, little bit of uh, a little bit of when I little similarity to way I felt when I talked with Nesbitt. It was it was really cool to hear the voice that I listened to on a podcast talking back to me. And it was a little <laughs> it's just kind of fun and kind of geek out a little bit. Um but again, I would like to thank Paul for taking the time to talk with me. It was really fun. Um, so on behalf of myself, Paul, Wayne, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. Things in life are bad They can really make you mad Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble Give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Always look on the bright side of life It's quite absurd And death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your seat Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright side